And welcome to another edition of the Twins Wrap. Derek Hansen with you, along with the television voice of the Minnesota Twins, Dick Bramer, with us. And you and I were just talking off the air. Man, I can really feel the anticipation for Friday in this American League Division Series between the Twins and the Yankees. I'm sure it's no different in the Twin Cities. Yeah, it's uh, an exciting time. Um, you know, at some point, the Twins will beat the Yankees and get uh, past them uh, in a playoff round. And who knows, maybe this is the year that'll happen. I know that. Uh, it'll be a great sense of relief and accomplishment for the fans, less so for the players, because I can tell you this with absolute certainty, Derek, the players have no link nor memory nor reference point to any of the frustration the Twins fans have felt because, um, you know, none of them were win, uh, in the organization uh, through all that uh, uh, frustration uh, 15, 10 years ago, whatever. So it's really going to be fun to see how they respond. Uh, I think that objectively you can look at this playoff round and and see a lot of different avenues where the Twins can uh, win the series. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I, I don't know how you look at this because we're all expecting, and the Yankees always seem to have long games anyway, but we're expecting high scores and you know four-and-a-half-hour games. Should we believe anything else? Well, I, I I can predict, I think comfortably, that whoever has the first lead won't feel comfortable with that lead, uh, regardless of how big it is, whether it's one run or six runs, because uh, both teams can hit a lot of home runs, obviously. Uh, Yankee Stadium might be the, the, the best home run hitting park in the major leagues. So uh, it, the games probably will be long, uh, but they won't be over with until somebody gets the 27th out with the lead. I look back at the the series at Target Field where the scores were eight to six, and then the final game of that series was ten to seven. And oh my goodness, I don't know if I could go through another roller coaster ride like that. July twenty third game of fourteen to twelve. Yeah, that was almost like a boxing match, and uh, you know that went fifteen rounds. It was a, an epic game. Uh, the Twins lost it, uh, but it was just a fantastic game. And I think you know, in defeat. Uh, that loss probably uh, convinced the Twins every bit as much as if they'd won the game that you know they can play the Yankees toe-to-toe. This is going to be a great series. Uh, I don't see a clear favorite one way or the other. Uh, I just think it's going to be fascinating to watch, and I'm really excited that at least one playoff game will be held back here at Target Field. And uh, you know if the Twins can win one of the first two, uh, who knows, maybe the series wouldn't even go back uh, to uh, New York. It's it's going to be fun to watch, and I echo what you said before. Uh, I'm really looking forward to getting this series started on Friday. You know, you mentioned that uh, this team seems like more than any other team that I can remember, maybe going all the way back to the two world championships teams, that no matter what the score is, it feels like they're never going to give up, and with that offensive prowess that they have, one through nine, you know, I don't think they're out of any game. No, and I think within the regular season, we saw a really admirable and positive trait, and that is uh, in defeat, such as the you know epic Yankee loss or a game where they just didn't play well and, and just looked you know, awful on the field, they bounce right back. And uh, that's really going to come in handy if they can do that uh, in the postseason because you, know, you, you might have a frustrating loss in game one, and I, I given – what we saw during the regular season, that won't matter come first pitch of game two. It's a little worrisome about Luis Arise. What an unfortunate thing to happen here at the end of the season. And he's been such a key part of this team. 
I don't know what this opens up as far as the uh, postseason roster, but I'm sure they're kind of keeping it close to the vest on what exactly is going on with him. Right. I know yesterday and again today and tomorrow and Thursday, they're going to be doing a lot of uh, therapy work with Luis, trying to get that ankle healed well enough for him to play. It was a shame. Uh, there wasn't anything anyone could do about it. It's just one of those things that happens on a baseball field. But he brings so much energy to this lineup and so much fearlessness, if you will. Uh, if he can't play, they will miss that. However, let's not forget that if Luis Arise was going to be in the lineup, Jonathan Scope would not be in the lineup. And uh, Jonathan's been a pretty productive hitter for the Twins, too. He's a different type of player. Uh, but he's he's a guy who's been in you know the postseason before, too. So uh, we'll have to wait and see how it all plays out. The roster doesn't have to be submitted until Friday morning, and the Twins will use every bit of that time to see whether uh, Arise can uh, you know play at all in the series. Uh, the hope for uh, the hope, of course, is that uh, he could play Friday. But if the de- uh, uh, decision is made that not Friday, but then Saturday, then they would add him to the roster and simply not play him on Friday. Yeah, you mentioned that. I was thinking about that too quite a bit, and I don't know. I'm not. I don't have the analytics of it all, but if there is any silver lining here, having Jonathan Scope, you know, and just have a bunch of power hitters in this lineup against the Yankees, if you have to match them bat for bat, may not be the worst thing in the world. Well, remember how good this lineup was in April and May when Luis Arise uh, largely wasn't a part of it. Well, that's uh, the type of lineup the Twins may put out there. They, you know, the bigger concern probably is Kepler and Gonzalez, uh, whether they're going to be able to go. The uh, great expectation uh, was that uh, you know they would be able to go and be be ready to go, and this team will be fairly intact as much as any team is intact this time of year. And uh, you know, it it could very well be you know if Luis Arise can't play in the first round. Uh, you know, one of the scenarios is, well, Jonathan Scope can get some big hits and get this team past the Yankees into the second round, and then maybe Arise could be activated. It's interesting, too, because within that, you kind of have to, one of the bubble guys, but he's so he can play anywhere, including catchers, uh, crowd favorite, Nostadio. I mean, how do you, does he make the roster for sure? Yeah, I, I, I don't think for sure. Disappointing things about Arise potentially not being uh, eligible to play uh, is the flexibility he gave uh, Rocco Baldelli. Now, you know, you'd like to think come playoff time that infielders would stay in the infield, outfielders would stay in the outfield, and all that. But you, you do have to cover yourself. You have to set up a roster that protects you in the event somebody gets hurt within a game. Now, if somebody gets hit by a pitch, breaks a finger, uh, you have to get through that game. But then you can you know, make a move after that game for an injured player. But what Arise did was he allowed the Twins some flexibility because he could play at second, he could play at third, he could play, if necessary, in the outfield. And so if he cannot play, then you're, you're looking at, okay, well, we got to protect ourselves in the outfield. Uh, so who's going to best be that person is it going to be Ostadio? well i don't know probably not but it might mean you know lamont wade jr would find himself with a spot on the playoff roster because they simply need to protect you know the positions out there in the outfield 
Let's talk a little bit about the pitching here because I think for uh, you know a lot of people we know that you know the bullpen they're going to have a lot of uh, guys out there for them and they may have to even have a bullpen game. But are they going to have to carry thirteen pitchers? I mean, how's this going to go? Yeah. See again, I don't know. I I, I fully expect the Twins to have at least one bullpen game in the first four games. Uh, when and it potentially could even be the first game. Wouldn't that upset the apple cart if the Twins threw a bullpen game at the Yankees right away in game one and then came back with Oda Rizzi or Barrios? Uh, I don't know. They're not going to tip their hands, certainly. Uh, but, you know, the one thing that Twins fans need to remember as they get ready to watch these uh, intense games, particularly at Yankee Stadium, you've got to have pitchers who will throw the ball over. Sometimes the uh, edges of the strike zone get rounded a little bit at Yankee Stadium. Uh, you know, Kyle Gibson is, is often a nibbler, so too Martin Perez. And while I'm not suggesting that they're not going to make the playoff roster, you know, you've got to have the, the you know, Cody Stashaks and the Randy Dobnicks of the world who are simply going to throw it over and, and, and accept whatever fate because sometimes weird things happen at Yankee Stadium with that strike zone. It's maybe the reason I have to listen to these games because when that strike zone gets tight, and you and I have talked about this before, it drives me nuts watching it. And, and that, and it's and like you said, it can even get smaller in that stadium with that crowd around those umpires. Well, we've spent a lot of time over the last few years, at least I have, advocating the electronic strike zone and all that. And now it's playoff time, and it's not just the Twins-Yankees series, but the strike zone is going to be so important for these teams hoping to move forward. Every at-bat is so important. As you know, there's a huge difference if a hitter's up there and the count is 2-1 and one, as opposed to 1-2. and two. And so let's let's keep an eye on, on the strike zones and, and the hope that, you know, at least in the twin series, that uh, it's a, a, a strike zone of integrity, fairness, and, and all of that. Because uh, if, if the twins... Uh, don't throw it over the plate, or if there are walks, you just can't walk people in that ballpark against that lineup. And so whoever's going to be out there for the Twins, Barrios, Odorizzi, so on and so forth, they're going to have to throw it over the plate. You mentioned two guys I want to touch on, because I think there is you know, a lot of thoughts with Twins fans knowing that they may have to have a bullpen game, and a lot of these guys are going to have to pitch one or two innings, maybe not much more, maybe a third. But, you know, Kyle Gibson has struggled. Martin Perez has struggled. It, it, it's not inconceivable to think that they might be watching, you know, from the bench or, you know, at home. It's, it's kind of th- weird to think that. Yeah, I don't know, you know, if it comes down to Martin Perez or Devin Smeltzer, who would you pick? Oh. You know, Martin Perez is forever around the strike zone, and uh, but, you know, has a hard time staying in there. Smeltzer, you know, doesn't have Martin's stuff, but he throws it over the plate. So, you know, these are decisions that are, you know, going to be made here. And I, and I think it's, it's, I think we're going to be surprised when we see the 25 man roster when it's revealed on Friday. You know, it's funny you mention that because let's say they do get by the Yankees. It's not inconceivable. We've seen it many times. This roster could look really different going into the American League Championship Series if they can't win three games against the Yankees. Absolutely. And it depends on who they'd face. Now, if it's Houston, you know, you're, you know, you're going to have to try to outpitch them. You know, that, that's just the way it's going to be. And how you do that, I don't know. Uh, but, you know, you know, that's one thing that fans need to be reminded. If, if the Twins do get by the first round, they can change the roster. 
And uh, that regularly happens. And if you think, well, maybe there's you know, a chance we can uh, steal some bases or something, then maybe you add uh, or keep a Lamont Wade Jr., somebody who can run a little bit, uh, rather than somebody who, you know, maybe isn't as, as speedy out on the bases. So, yeah, it's fascinating. It's, it's, it's really a tough, tough time for the people in charge of making the decisions because your season, your postseason, and, and to a larger extent, your season may depend on the 25 guys you pick for the playoff roster. Yeah, no question. And, you know, as far as uh, analyzing the opponent here, the Yankees, they are what they are, right? I mean, not much has changed. Outside of they don't have the consistent starting pitcher, they're just going to bash you, and, you know, they're going to make it a long 27 outs for you. They're going to try to make it a long 27 outs, but they're going to try to shorten the game, if that makes any sense. Now, the one thing Twins fans should be encouraged by when we had that uh, series with the Yankees here at Target Field, and, and frankly, both bullpens struggled, uh, the Twins' bullpen has taken off from that point forward and now is a match for the perceived excellence of the Yankee bullpen. I think what we've seen over the last month and a half, two months, should encourage Twins fans to believe that the game can be shortened the other way, too. That if the Twins were to have a lead after five, six innings, that they've got a lockdown bullpen uh, that can shut the Yankee lineup down uh, in the late innings like the uh, Yankee bullpen is constructed. So we'll have to wait and see how that happens. The challenge, of course, is to get that early lead like they did in the wild card game a couple of years ago, but uh, maintain it uh, through the middle innings and then turn it over to what has been a really, really good bullpen. Yeah, you're right, because they may win this series on the backs of, we know Taylor Rogers, but you know Romo and May and Duffy, and all, those guys are it, right? And another guy that doesn't get the publicity he should, and it's our fault, I guess, since we're you know broadcasters, uh, we try. But Zach Littell has just been outstanding. You know, he um, isn't wasn't prominently thought of at the start of the year, but what he's done since he's come in has really been amazing. Uh, so you've got another uh, arm out there in the bullpen, and he, like the other guys I mentioned, throws strikes. You know, he throws it over, and they're not just strikes. They're quality strikes. And so we'll see how big of a role Latell and the bullpen play and uh, what the Twins hope is the uh, the cathartic uh, playoff win over the Yankees in a series. Uh, wouldn't that be something if they could pull that off this year? Yeah, no question. I'm still frustrated over the long seventh inning stretch with Brad Rackey many years ago. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> there is a little history here. You know, Yankee fans probably don't think of it as much as we do, but it, it's been a, really a struggle. But uh, you think about some of those teams, and you know, I go back to Roger Clemens. I stood next to him at the Metro. And I thought, man, you're huge. And then you find out about all the other stuff. There's some frustration that goes along with that. But, boy, since the turn of the century, there has been some weird series that have gone on here, not to mention the foul ball from Joe Maurer. Right. And then you have to remember that uh, the Twins actually have done pretty well in games one of the playoff series. They won a couple at Yankee Stadium. Problem hasn't been winning at Yankee Stadium. It's been beating the Yankees in a playoff game at home. But I can promise you this, Derek, I'm, I'm going to be involved with uh, Fox Sports North's pre- and post-game coverage. And and, and I'm, I'm not going to reference, I'm going to try very hard not to reference anything that's happened in the past because in reality, it really, truly isn't going to matter. Nelson Cruz was not a part of the, of the frustration Twins fans felt. The fans can feel it, but I can promise you that the players 
are either ignorant or oblivious to the frustration that the Twins have felt against the Yankees. This is going to be a new series. It's going to start on Friday, and whatever happens on Friday will lead into Saturday, but certainly nothing that happened back in 2004. Can't wait for it. I know you're excited. The fans around the region are excited. The Homer Hankies are back. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's going to be a really fun atmosphere this week. Well, let's hope that the Twins can have that uh, that win in the first round and extend the, the postseason. It's been such a fun regular season. I think everybody in Twins territory would like to see it be extended a while into October. For sure. Dick, thanks so much for your time again. We'll talk to you next Tuesday. You got it. Dick Bramer, the Twins wrap here each and every Tuesday until we wrap up the season, which is hopefully not until November with the uh, Twins in the postseason. And again, it's brought to you by our good friends at Jefferson Lines, serving North Dakota and the upper Midwest for over 100 years. Again, Twins baseball coming up. 5 o'clock is the network pregame show. About 6.07 is the first pitch from Yankee Stadium right here on the Mighty 790 KFGO. More Couch Potato Radio with me, Derek Hansen, coming up.